630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Milan Lucic trying to control in the far corner. Back to the point, a drive, Sacra save, and then a rebound save. Rebound score! Third opportunity, and it's Josh Curry's first National Hockey League goal. The pride of PEI is on the board. Josh Curry, third NHL game, first NHL goal, helping the Edmonton Oilers to a 2-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks. Sam Gagne also scored. He has goals in back-to-back games. Miko Koskinen, the first star tonight, steady in net for Edmonton, 33 saves. The Oilers were outshot 34-21 in this game, and they win back-to-back games finally, first time since January 14th and 16th. They have won back-to-back games. They are now 26-29-6 on the season. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. It is 11.04, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers win 2-1 over the Ducks. And as if we have seen so often in games between these two teams, regular season and playoffs, the Ducks score a goal late to tie it. Except tonight, it didn't count. Corey Perry... Got the puck in the crease, shoveled it in. The referee on the ice immediately waved it off because it was in the final minute of the third period. You can't, the coaches can't challenge. So the video review call comes from Toronto to take a look at it. They took a long look at it and they determined that the no goal call on the ice was the right one. And what the NHL is saying tonight in a release here they put on their website the actions of Adam Henrique impaired Miko Koskinen's ability to defend his goal. Well, I'm going to be frank about this. I'm not sure about that, especially (laughs) given other calls we've seen made. What did you think, Rob? Well, I got a text from my brother who said that's a goal. I said, I say no. So I got one right, finally. Uh, They said that Nugent Hopkins was pulling him back instead of pushing him forward. He was, but I think when the initial contact was made, it was Nugent Hopkins, Hopkins was riding him in towards the goaltender. Uh, in all honesty, I, I wish they'd get rid of that rule. Um, I think there's too many goals that are, should be scored that aren't, that are disallowed for silly reasons. And plus, most of the refs don't understand what the rule is, anyways, and they get them wrong. But I, I guess I guessed on that one that that was going to be no goal. Um, and it was a, it was a huge moment in the game for the others too. I mean, if Anaheim scores there, everyone on the bench is saying, "Are you kidding me? The Ducks have come back again on us." So it was a, an important good decision for the Edmonton Oilers, and the Edmonton Oilers uh, got a, an important two points against the team that they were chasing. Now, that's one more team that they've jumped over in the standings, and, and sights now are on the Vancouver Canucks as that's the next team they try to jump over. Still a long way to go for the Oilers. Here's the updated playoff picture. Dallas and Colorado are number one and two in the wild card race. They both have 65 points. Dallas is placed ahead because they have a game in hand. Minnesota now the best non-playoff team with 64. Then you have Arizona and Chicago, 61 each. Vancouver, 60. Edmonton, 58. Anaheim, 57. So seven points out for the Oilers with a quarter of the season to go. 
and all those teams to jump. It's still a, a very unlikely scenario for the – I mean, basically in the last 21 games, they can't lose more than five or six games in regulation. Well, a great example is the Oilers just took five out of six points on this homestand and are still seven points yep. out of a playoff spot. Uh, tomorrow, the, the Blackhawks and the Stars play, two teams that uh, the Oilers are chasing. One of those teams is getting two points. Is going to go two points further up on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and, and what you're also going to see, you're going to have to start looking at schedules now. Well, who teams are playing? There's going to be teams like the Ottawa Senators, who the Oilers are very fortunate. I think they play them twice Yeah, they still, still got to come here. And so there's two games against an Ottawa team that is getting rid of everything. But also teams are now building up. The Dallas Stars got better today. Uh, that's a, a team that's in a, a playoff race with the Oilers, and they just picked up two different pieces that are going to make them better down the stretch and we're going to see over the next 48 hours a number of other teams and I'm sure there's going to be some teams that the Oilers are in a, a race with that are going to also improve their team a, a, on the deadline so uh, the Oilers have a little bit of breath right now a little bit of hope that they can still make a, a, a rush here but they have got a very tough road trip coming up yep. against some very good teams they got one uh, maybe easier game with in, in Ottawa, but the other teams are all f teams fighting for playoff spots and good hockey clubs. So if the Oilers are going to make a playoff push, they're going to have to do it playing very good hockey against very good teams and somehow stealing some points on the road. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, we gotta we got to be blunt here. It's still a pretty unlikely scenario for the Oilers to get in. Nashville, Toronto, Ottawa, Columbus, and Buffalo on the upcoming road trip. Then looking beyond that, then they have a, a four-game homestand. So like I said, you, you basically are in a scenario where, I mean, you, certainly you have to count wins, but if they hit six regulation losses at any point, then it's pretty much pretty much lights out. And that might not, actually, that might even be being nice right now. It might even be fewer than that with, with the teams that are ahead of them in the standings. So it's, it is a tough road that they put themselves in, but they've given themselves some life with a, uh, the way they're playing. They're playing better hockey. They are. And even Hitch talked about the fact that uh, I think there's only been one game that he wasn't happy with over the course of the yeah, last... The Sharks game yeah, a couple about of weeks ago. 10, 11 games. They, they've played well. They're in games. What they need is good goaltending. They're getting that. Uh, they're going to get, well, they got to go through one more game with O'Connor, but then they're going to get Connor back, which will be a, a huge boost. But they're playing smarter hockey right now. And when we've talked about it a, a lot on the show here is they're not going to win games 6-5. So they got to be able to play smart hockey and win games 2-1, 3-2. And they did that tonight. They got the big saves when they needed. They got the important goals when they, they needed those two. And they also got goals from people not named... Drysaddle, not named Nugent Hopkins. Huge goal for the team from a from Curry tonight, and I the players that have come in and, and stepped up, like a Curry, uh, like a Cave, players that you weren't expecting a whole lot from, have given them a little bit of spark, and I think there's guys on this team right now that are playing to be in the National Hockey League again, and I think that's right there is an energy that the Oilers had lacked for parts of the season. Yeah, that's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. So the Oilers survived 2-1 against the Ducks. Leon Dreisaitl got a high-sticking penalty late in the game. Just a note on that. I know the call got a lot of boos when it was made. You do get away with a high stick if it's on the follow-through of a shot or a pass. The rule book specifically states swinging at a loose puck or mm -hmm. trying to you know, whack call. at a loose puck it, it is a high stick. It was it was the right call. The Oilers did a good job killing off that, they that did. penalty. But I, I, I don't understand why Bob Murray didn't pull his goalie when they had the power play. 
I mean, you got a power play with three minutes to go in a game. Your season's on the line. Pull your goalie, make it a six on four. Uh, so I thought it was silly that they never pulled their goaltender. Benefited the Edmonton Oilers. But again, I wonder if that's too... Uh, a gentleman on the bench, Bob Murray, who's never coached in the National Hockey League until six games ago. So there's probably little nuances of the game that he probably is still learning as he goes. But unfortunately for him, that was a, a big moment in the game and a, and a good penalty kill. The Oilers' penalty kill has not been good this year or the last couple of years. They needed one tonight and they got it. All right, the Oilers win 2-1 over the Ducks. You can get us at 780-496-0063. My goodness, JP is on the line. It's Saturday, and I'm sure the wine has been poured, perhaps even into a second bottle. Go no, ahead, no, JP. No, 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 not the wine, not the wine, not tonight, not the wine. Not yet. <laughs> it's a possibility. Rob, I still need your autograph. I just want to get that out of the way quickly. Stop so by any time, buddy. Stop by any time. Well, I met you one time. I shook your hand. I never got any pen to the paper. I... Don't make sense to me. You want to be like this? Fine. No problem. <laughs> I should be. fine. You know what? There was an oil wind tonight. I watched Sam on the after hour. It reminded me of today's special as a young kid. Today's special was a fantastic show. Jody, pink outfit. And uh, Jeff, you know, he had the hat on. He reminded me of Jeff right now because you should keep the cap on because he has a red bow, like a row on his head of, uh, you know, because he wear the helmet. And then he had this one guy, Muffy. She came down in the uh, elevator. You're right. I had a couple of bottles of wine. It's okay. Do you want to Thank you, Reed. Thank you, Rob. I need you all the All right. Thank you, JP. I was starting to lose him there. Did he, did he say something about the LA Raiders? I I lost him, too. I, I thought he said something Muffy. Was, is there someone that played some hockey for I'm a football not, named I'm Muffy? I'm not sure. But he's, taught, he's French, so maybe I just I'd, mis, I'd, misheard him. I'd look it up, but I don't really feel like I need to know that, Ben. <laughs> 2-1, the Oilers win over the Ducks. Curry and Gagne for the Oilers. Rowney, the only goal tonight for the Anaheim Ducks. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish the game. 780-496-0063. We have Marco standing by. Marco, I believe I uh, met a relative of yours in Studio 99 the other night. That was very nice. How are you doing? Uh, awesome, thank you. And, yeah, that was the old man you met the other night. Well, it was good to meet him. What's on your mind today? Um, so, for me tonight, what's on my mind is I'm just wondering, after seeing Connor McDavid get the two-game suspension, do you guys feel that that, I mean, I were already heard uh, Rob Brown's opinion on it, but do you guys feel that, uh, or do you feel that, he should be suspended for that hit on Darnell Nurse there by the end of the game. The Perry hit? Yes. Well, I think it should be looked at because the, the here's the thing. The NHL has said repeatedly, and, and it's the rule they've made, that it is up to the person delivering the hit to avoid head contact. And I know Nurse was falling to the ice, but it's clear that Perry's forearm hit him in the head. And I know we're going to be talking about this for the rest of the season because so many Oilers fans are upset about the McDavid suspension. Wayne Simmons delivered a, a shot tonight that, that he looked should like get, a headshot. I, he I, should get a number of games. So he, he left the ice. It's a six foot four, 240-pound man jumping in the air to, to deliver a hit to the head. That should be about five games. But you don't think I don't think I don't think Perry's is suspendable. Do you no. think they'll look at it? Oh, probably. Well, I think they will have to look at it just simply because Connor McDavid was suspended for two games and there was an outroar here in Edmonton and they're going to, if they don't, it'll, there'll be a bigger outroar. So, yeah, they'll probably look at it. I don't think it's a, a suspension, though. What do you think, Marco? Going with, he was falling down. But I kind of feel that, like you guys said, I mean, he did make contact with the head. He could have went around him. 
whereas he kind of stuck his forearm out and did any intentionally made contact with the with the Darnell Nurse's head. So I don't know. It was kind of unnecessary, but but I, I do I do understand what you guys are saying. It wasn't like a blatant hit to the head. And nor was nor was McDavid's really. I mean, he did yeah. hit his head. Well, I, I this of the of the three. If we're going to talk about the Simmons one, was the worst. That's by where you far. could say, oh yeah, for sure. that, that was horrible. He and, was going and after. That, well, that one there was intent on that one. So that that to me is a big dis- suspension. I mean, there was an injury I- involved, but it, because of the intent and the like, he he tried hurting him. The McDavid one, he tried throwing a hit. He missed the shoulder and he got the head. And I understood this, the suspension. The to me the the. Corey Perry won. I mean, just watch any game. A number of guys get hit in the head. This was just, uh, to me, if they wanted to give him two minutes for a four, I'm fine. I don't think it's a suspension. Marco, we're going to finish the play with you. We want to put your name into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental. Fast track indoor karting, safe adrenaline pumping fun. Fast track karting, Edmonton.com. Off the draw, quick shot, and that deflected off Miko Koskinen. Rebound grabbed, and Rowney's hurt. Meanwhile, on the far corner, did he catch a stick or a pop? All right, which was it, Marco? Did Rowney get hit by a stick or a puck? Uh, I'm going to go with a puck. You are correct. Your name's going into the grand prize draw. Great to hear from right you, Marco. On. Take care. Thank you as well. Thank you guys very much. Oilers win 2-1 over the Anaheim Ducks. You can also text 630-630. Jessica says, Rob, I'm wondering if it's time to put Oscar Clefbaum back on the first unit power play. I think Nurse skates better, but I think Clefbaum has a harder slap shot. That's from Jessica. Um... Yeah, possibly. I, I mean, the others have had success with Oscar there. He was the guy until he was injured. Uh, I, I don't know the extent uh, of the pain that he still has. I, I mean, we haven't talked to him. The, the the one thing that would affect coming back from the broken finger would be the shot and, and the pain. Is he, if he, Once he gets to be 100%, he would be on my first power play. Absolutely. And Darnell would be on my second one. Yeah, that's a good point. There still could be some lingering effects. Yep. The Oilers went 0-for-1 on the power play tonight, but there was a delayed call coming up on the Sam Gagne goal. The Oilers got the extra attacker out there on the 6-on-5. Doesn't count as a power play goal, but the Oilers did have a man advantage, and what a tip by Gagne. That, that was beautiful. Uh, it, it was well set up by Leon, but uh, if, if you watch the replay, Sam Gagne, when the puck went to Leon, he went to two different positions. He went to the first position. Okay, this one's not open. Now I'm going to slide down to the second one. He left his stick out there as a target for Leon Dreisaitl. And then he, he had the, the knowledge to know when the puck hit his stick, okay, I'm going to have to move my one foot because this might hit my one foot. So he turned his skate to allow the puck to go between his legs. Uh, a smart play. Sam Gagne uh, has very good offensive instincts. Um, and what we've seen right here, I think he appreciates the fact that he's getting another opportunity, and he's been good. I, I, I was hoping that Sam would come here and have some success. I, I've always liked him as a player, and, and I think he's a good kid too. I think I, I'm even more uh, impressed at how well he's played. I didn't think he had this type of game still. Right. Uh, but he's played well. He's, he's looking for an opportunity to play for the Edmonton Oilers next year. He's got a contract, but, I mean... That doesn't guarantee he would be here. He's played well. Gagne gets one. Curry gets one. His first NHL goal. Oilers beat the Ducks 2-1. Here is Josh Curry, courtesy of GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com.
Brandon Escott working in the Oilers dressing room. Well, good for Josh Curry. It's it's always great to see players get their first NHL goals. Curry has taken a longer path to play in his first NHL game earlier this week and now get his goal. He had a actually made a really nice shot. He looked he, he looked pass mm-hmm. and then shot it at the net last minute. The interesting too, and I said this to Brandon watching the game. He would know Boyle from playing San Diego all those times in oh, yeah, the American right, Hockey too. League, too. So I wonder when he tried, because he tried to go short side high on that shot. And I tried to look he, him off, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know what? It, it, it's neat. I know that everyone here in Edmonton, we, we get the the luxury of watching Connor play all the time. And then you get Leon Dreisel and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And when they scored their first goal, you know, it was exciting because you got to see the start of their journey. Uh, but those guys were always going to score in the National Hockey League at some point. When you see a kid like Josh Curry come into the league, he spent a couple years in the East Coast Hockey League. Then he went up to the American Hockey League. This is the first time. What, is he 26 now? Is that how old he is? Yep. So he's 26-year-old rookie finally getting his chance to play in the National Hockey League. And I'm sure there were times over the last couple of years that, I mean, his goal was probably just to make it to the American Hockey League. And here he is, hockey night in Canada, in Edmonton, scores a huge goal in a hockey game. As, as a, a former player watching and now a fan, I think I'm more excited to see him score his first goal than for some of the stars who got theirs because that was going to come. This is a goal that, uh, I mean, he may never score another goal in the National Hockey League, but he's going to be able to tell his kids, his grandkids, you know what, there was one night in Edmonton I scored a huge goal in a playoff atmosphere type hockey game. So good on him to persevere throughout his minor league career, and he finally is rewarded with a goal in the National Hockey League. And on that goal, Milan Lucic, his 300th assist, and Andre Secker, his first point of the season. So he gets back on so the So they, they had to split the puck in three, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> how, about, how about I'm talking about his parents take pregame naps? That's awesome. Yeah. That is so, so cool. So well, if they're listening right now, uh, go out and have a... Celebratory drink. Your son just scored his first National Hockey League goal. Would it be 2.22 a.m. in PEI? Oh, they can't sleep. They can't sleep. Are you kidding me? They're excited. Absolutely. Oilers win it 2-1 over the Ducks. You'll hear from Hitch. More of your calls coming up as well. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Hard hit by Kessler on Russell. Centering pass. Quick shot and a glove save made on Nick Ritchie from a kill position just above the hash marks. Miko Koskinen showing the confidence required. Pushed out, cut off the angle, and basically ate up that shot from Nick Ritchie. 
There's Miko Koskinen, save the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Get winter ready at jiffylubeservice.ca. He winds up with 33 stops tonight, leading the Edmonton Oilers to a 2-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks. He gets the benefit of a goalie interference call with 45 seconds left. The Ducks thought they had tied the game. It was waved off on the ice. And then after video review, the war room, the situation room in Toronto, also said no goal. So the Oilers survive. We've seen too many times the Ducks get one late in the third, or, well, that playoff game, several late in the third to uh, to tie it. But the Oilers get the win tonight, 2-1 over the Ducks. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 780-496-0063. We have Cam standing by. Go ahead, Cam. Boys, how's it going? Good. Right on. I don't think, JP, I don't think that was a technical issue. I think he warped right through the space-time continuum there. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a few observations here. So, Teams really, really confident in front of Koskinen. Just they looked good today. The thing I was excited about, I heard, um, well, obviously with, with Bakersfield, they've just won their 17th in a row. 16. 16. So the other teams that have been in that type of rare air is Norfolk, Rockford, and Philadelphia Phantoms. Yeah, and do you that, know who was coaching Norfolk when they won 28? Coop. Yep. Yeah, my I I played hockey with him at Notre Dame actually. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a great guy, great guy. But anyways, um, so Norfolk, Rockford, and Philadelphia—that's pretty elite company, and that is, you know, I know Chia takes a lot of be- a real beating, but that's a legacy for him and for the scouts for sure. So I want to give credit there. Um, just finally, a couple things. I like the way the team's plan, like Hitchcock, the simplicity. You know, just little things like they're they're finding ways to pick along the wall. They're hard on the wall. Um, you know, they're just it's there weren't a lot of useless turnovers. There was not a lot of wasted energy. Really efficient effort. Um, the only thing is, I wanted to say, and I, I don't want to be negative, but you know, like Drysital in that last four minutes, you know, he had kind of the lazy sweep on that puck, and it's tough. It catches a stick, but if he's moving his feet. You know, he doesn't have to do that. The other thing, too, is, like, on that disallowed goal, he just kind of put in a bit of a token effort on the, on the you know, tracking Perry stick there, and it's unfortunate. Like, I just, I guess my question is, and I, I, I don't want to be controversial, and I know he's got, you know, 36 or 37 goals, but, like, do you think he has developed the fine-tuning and the habits that have been needed or, you know, it's been a pretty... Not yet, Cam, but I'm going to say three years ago, people were calling in and saying the same things you're saying about Dreisaitl, about Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. And people don't say them anymore. So I I think he just has to continue. I think think, uh, Leon is in your top two or three best defensive players on this team. Yeah. I think he he is having an incredible year, and there's always going to be mistakes in every game. Every player makes them. But if you watch his his 200-foot game is good. It is very good. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl has taken huge steps forward this year, both offensively and defensively, and he's become a star. He's a star in the National Hockey League now. All right, thanks, Cam. Good to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Ken Hitchcock, courtesy GCL Diesel, as the Oilers win 2-1. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Ken, you guys have back-to-back wins, points in three straight. What has this, you know, week done in terms of um, the 
the belief system for this group, considering how crucial this time of year is? Have you noticed an uptick maybe and a boost? In no, this is 9 of 10 either 8 of 9 or 9 of 10 that we've played awful well. So this is just the accumulation of good play. And I said to people before, we hadn't, we either played well and won or played poorly and lost. We hadn't reached a stage where we'd played well and didn't win. And we went through that stage when we went into uh, Montreal and stuff like that and, and Philadelphia. But it started to turn the ball where we're, we're competing at a really high level right now. And not every game is going to be clean, but if you compete at this level like we're doing, you give yourself a chance against anybody every night. And now we're on the other side of these one-goal games. And, uh, you know, we're going on the road where we're, we play better on the road, quite frankly, than we do at home. Ken, oh, the thing's Curry's goal. When your coach sees a guy score his first goal, what goes through your mind? Uh, well, you're really happy for him because you know how, especially what he's done. Like this, this is a guy that was an East Coast Hockey League player that stayed with it, and then became got an American League contract, stayed with it, got an NHL American League contract, and now he's sitting up in the NHL and he's got the trust of the coaching staff. I mean, this this is quite a story, and and uh, you're so happy for him. Uh, you know, when we had Patrick Russell up, you're happy for him. Joe, Ga you know, Joe Gamadel same thing. I mean, these are guys that they don't come with any ego. They've earned the right to get what they've got and you're really proud and happy for them. And for me, for Josh, he's, we trust him. We trust him because he's got great hint, competitive instincts on the ice and I, I see no reason why he can't be a good player. Ken, uh, this morning Alex Chason mentioned that this was an opportunity for the rest of the group to step up with the absence of 97. How did you feel like the team fared in that regard? Well, I told the guys, we don't need a hero. We, we need everybody's best. And it wasn't the cleanest game today. They're a hard team to play against. They've got a lot of foot speed. They've got a lot of depth. And he uses the depth, especially up front. So there was a lot of pressure on us. But I thought we competed at a high level throughout our lineup, which is a good sign. Uh, you guys acquired uh, Sam Gagne uh, last weekend. How important is it that he's finding off success and he's able to you know, contribute to, on this course sheet each night while getting uh, accumulated with the new team? Well, I don't know where we would be without the addition of him right now, to be honest with you. I mean, he's an NHL player. He helps us in every avenue. Obviously, the, he's playing more minutes now than he's ever played probably in the National Hockey League. So... He's, he's in a really good situation for him and his family right now. So, Ken, when they go, go to video replays on that last play in the last minute, does the coach even have any idea? Is that a goal, no goal? Do you have well, any idea? You're looking at it on your feet, and if it's no goal and they take the headsets off right away, you feel comfortable. But as that thing was going on and it's delayed over there, now you're getting nervous. So now I'm thinking... Do I have to make the call of goalie interference? And and then, but I kept seeing the guy stick, whack our, our goalie and turn him sideways. And it looks obvious to me, but when it takes that long, Jim, that's when, as a coach, you get really nervous. How did you see the last hit by Corey Perry on Darnell Nurse? Uh, somebody just mentioned it here. I, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment on it, but I'll take a look. 
Hitch probably wouldn't have commented on it. You, no, you can't win. as a coach, you can't win, you can't, right? especially right after one of your players. And I is think suspended. he's already seen it too. Yeah, he probably had an idea. That <laughs> Hitch, Hitch is all knowing. There's nothing that gets by him <laughs> in any hockey game or anything. So he he knows exactly what happened. He's just taking the high road and the smart road, not saying a word. So the Oilers win 2-1. Yeah, we were asked about that. I, I would think the league would look at the, the Perry uh, hit on Darnell Nurse. And in, in my mind, the Oilers survive a goalie interference call because it wouldn't have surprised me if that goal counted, but it goes the Oilers' way tonight. 2-1, they knock off the Anaheim Ducks. 780-496-0063. We have Tony standing by. Tony, always nice to hear from you. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, boys? Pretty good. So, um, as you know... Uh, McDavid got suspended. I was really mad when I heard about that. So he basically, in my opinion, and I know, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but in my opinion, it's kind of like a love tap kind of thing. But when it comes down to it, two games and a $130,000 fine, and then what ends up happening tonight where, you know, Perry gets right on top of, you know, right on top of Nurse. And if they, if they don't look at that, like, I'm just wondering, how consistent are these calls that the that the that the play like the player safety board is doing? Because, in my opinion, as I said, McDavid's is basically like a oops, I actually knocked into you. But when it comes down to it, like I've seen worse. Like I remember McDavid getting hit last year or earlier this year with Dowdy right in the face, and there's no call for that. I just want to know what you guys' opinion on. This whole safety thing is. Well, I, I thought it was the right call. I, I, I Carlson got suspended for for two games. Uh, Giordano got suspended. Uh, Cogliano last year was almost identical to the McDavid one. He got suspended for two games. Uh, I, it was the right call. If there, there's other ones that have been missed that should have been suspended, and I agree with that. But you, this one to me, it was easy. And I, I, I thought after the game, I said that they would look at it and there would be a fine for sure. And then when they showed. I saw the replay a couple times, and I saw the ones that had been suspended already. It's, it's, it's dangerous. It wasn't intentional. There was no intent. The one today, Simmons in Philadelphia, deserves a lot more than that. His was with intent. His was uh, He tried to injure the player he was trying to hit. Um, but you got to take it out of the game. And unfortunately for the Oilers, they lost their best player for two games. But they stole two points tonight, and hopefully they'll be able to do that in Nashville too. I do think Tony makes a good point, though, about consistency. Yep. And, that, and that would be my number one issue. And, and I I was like you after the game that I thought the McDavid play would be looked at, and I think the Perry play should be looked at because I think if they say we're going to look at headshots, they have to they have to take mm-hmm. everything to the Department of Player Safety. No, there's no I, I got no problem with that at all. I and, I and you and I have been talking for a number of years now. I say the the player safety is the number one important and. Uh, I, I like longer suspensions on some of these things that have happened. That Goudas in Philadelphia, I mean, he'd have five, ten-game suspensions every time he does something stupid because he does it over and over again. Uh, and I, I think it's dumb that they don't. Uh, the Malcolm one where he swung his stick, that was intent to injure. He, he should have been suspended more than what he got. But uh, the, the McDavid one, he, got, he, he, he was a hit to the head. And the, every time something happens in an Oilers game, and there's a call against the others, I always look, okay, what would have happened if it had been the other way? If someone had come across, if Letty had come across and, and clipped McDavid's jaw and McDavid went down, the, the fans would be going nuts. And they would have been calling for five minutes. They would have been calling for a suspension. So uh, it happened. Um, and I, I think it was the right call. And you move forward. And the Oilers are trying to, if they get another two points out of this in Nashville with Connor out, this goes... This is huge for them confidence-wise, but 
uh, it, it was a, an illegal hit, and unfortunately he had to pay the price. He'll also miss the game in Nashville on Monday. We're going to have a lot of coverage for you that day. Trade deadline, special coverage from Rogers Place will begin with Rob and me at 11. We'll jump in earlier if the Oilers do something major. That I think is a big if at this point. And we'll go until uh, we hear from Keith Gretzky. And then the game against Nashville will have a 4.30 face-off show. And the puck will drop at 6. 2-1, the Oilers win. If they get to 5 in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a free coupon to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cook right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. 780-496-0063. We have Phil standing by. Hey, Phil, go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, buddy. Two things, two players I want to uh, comment about tonight. First off, welcome home, Sam Gagne. Um, what do we need Connor McGill for when we got Sam? <laughs> Honestly, I think, I, yeah, I think that uh, Sam is going to finish out his career here. I think he's going to be an oiler right to the end. He may as well give his wife the checkbook and let her buy her house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he'll be allowed there every once in a while. The other player I want to comment about is Jesse Pujarvi. Uh The best word that I can des- use to describe pretty much everything about Jesse is clumsy. Um, he reminds me of a 12-year-old who grew too fast. Okay, um, he's got he's got the heart. Okay, and a lot of people you guys included are saying send them back to the minors. I kind of disagree with you on that one. I think with the Oilers the way that they are now, what we should do is we should keep him up here traveling with the team, practicing with the tr- team, um, picking up the odd game here and there. Nope, nope. See, uh, you, I, I completely disagree. You can't have a young kid uh, just going in and out of a lineup and, and practicing with his team. He needs to play hockey. He needs to gain yeah, confidence. I, I, I think that he would gain more confidence no, by... I, well, no, I, I, can, I can guarantee 100% he wouldn't, because I've been in that position. When you're in and out of a lineup, when you're sitting in the stands and you're not really part of the team, you gain no confidence at all, and you wow. go the opposite way. I'll, t- I'll tell you something, Phil. You use the word clumsy. I, I think almost everything uh, about the whole situation has been clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> From drafting him when the Oilers probably didn't do enough homework on him because they didn't expect him to be there. I don't think they were prepared enough for that possibility. From how he was handled in his rookie season uh, to how he was handled last year to how he's been handled this year. Now the agent is involved and has become clumsy with the agent because he's obviously, um, I'd go far as to say, uh, meddling and maybe you can't blame him given what's happened in the past and now this second opinion on the injury, the the whole the whole situation got off the rails early, and it's further into the ditch now. I think. Yeah, I drew my inference from was right from the right from the get go. Um, just like you said, everything about him has been clumsy thus far. Um, he has the heart, and he has he has the talent. He's not the guy that I would want to see traded away because a trade getting rid of him could really come by, back and bite us hard. He could become a real good star player, given a little bit more time. What I would say, uh, do with him, I mean, he's coming up for uh, restriction free agency at the end of the year. I'd sign him for another three-year contract at, let's say, $2 million, and uh, keep working with the kid. 
Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if you heard on the uh, on the face-off show, Stoffer talked about the possibility of a team giving him an offer sheet as well, which would be interesting to see how the Oilers reacted to that. Thanks for calling, Phil. Good to hear from you. I want to check the Uttertown scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your new used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. The New York Islanders win 4-0 in Vancouver. Flyers rally late and beat the Penguins 4-3 in overtime in the stadium series game. If you have not seen the video of Gritty streaking, <laughs> I highly suggest watching it. Maple Leafs fell behind 3-0 early but beat the Canadians 6-3. Avalanche dumped the Predators 5-0. Blue Jackets shut out the Sharks 4-0. Duchesne scores. And he's once again teammates with Ryan Dezingle, who's traded to Columbus by Ottawa today. Panthers over the Kings 6-1. Hurricanes shut out the Stars 3-0. Blues beat the Bruins 2-1 in a shootout. Rangers trade Zuccarello to Dallas and beat the Devils 5-2. Sabres over the Capitals 5-2. 16 wins in a row for Bakersfield. 2-0 over Tucson tonight. U of A is going to Nationals again, beating Calgary 6-3 to sweep that Canada West semifinal. Oil Kings win 5-2 in Red Deer. All right, we'll have more from the Oilers dressing room, more from you when we get back. 2-1 Oilers over Ducks, presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Russo left on. Cross ice to Vorak. One timer and a save by Sterrett. Backhand through the crease. Out the other end and it was knocked down by Russell and cleared away to an empty net. It's bouncing. It's off the post and in the crease. Diving after it is Gamer Dilly. He just went face first along the back wall. He gave everything to try to get to that one. Loose puck. Gamer Dilly scores. Late empty netter by Joseph Gambardella. <laughs> Ryan Holt on the call. Condors Radio Network. The Oilers AHL team has won 16 straight, 2-0 over Tucson tonight. That is incredible. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown inside Rogers Place. The Oilers have won two in a row for the first time in over a month, holding off the Anaheim Ducks 2-1. Ducks not happy about a goal interference call that negated what would have been the tying goal with 45 seconds left in regulation time. Okay, we have Sue on the open line. Hey, Sue, go ahead. Hi. I would like to come at this from a psychological point of view. I believe that the Oilers have the spirit, the ability, uh, and, and the want to win. What, they, what they're up against is they don't expect to. And they're so used to losing. It's called the learned helplessness. I'm a psychologist. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. It doesn't turn. It doesn't take long to turn this around. The coaches are coming at this from uh, excellent um, teachings of how you play the game. You have to look at the psychological aspect of what they're going through. They have gone through so many losses. They're expecting to lose. One of the players tonight uh, talked about we trusted each other tonight. You know, did this have to do because Connor wasn't playing for the last two games? This is what it's about. When you're losing, you want to blame people. Are they blaming each other? That happens, you know. You blame the people closest to you when, uh, when losses happen, when pain happens. You get demoralized. 
Thanks, yeah. thanks, Sue. We appreciate it. Yeah, all those things are true, but also sometimes you lose because you're not as good as the other team. Simple as that. Also true. Yes. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Jonathan standing by. Jonathan, I hope you're feeling good tonight. What do you think of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty good. I'm getting right back into the spirit of things. Good. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, <clears throat> what a huge difference the the, the the club is when Oscar Kleffbaum and uh, uh, Andre Secker are in you the lineup. What? I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if we've talked about that enough. Yeah, like uh, last time. Uh, the Oilers played the Canadians. It, they had it on Sportsnet. They had the stats when uh, Shea Weber's in the lineup, <clears throat> and uh, like Montreal doesn't have you know really any all-star forwards. But but the difference in goals for and goals against when Weber's playing and their defense is healthy, like it's over a goal a game difference, right? And like Montreal's fighting for an eight spot or whatever. And but if they don't have Shea Weber, they're out of it. And then when you look here in Edmonton, and we've got like three all-star centers. But when we're missing our top two puck moving defensemen, man, it really takes it really takes an NHL team like right out of it, no matter what you got up front. Well, a really good point. I mean, if you think about it, Clefbaum and Sekra. Sekra was the best Oilers defenseman for his first while here, and then Clefbaum, when Sekra got hurt, became the best Oilers defenseman. So when they're in the lineup, you, you see what you have. And when and look at what you're comparing them to. Like the Oilers have gone through a Garrison, a Weidman, a Petrovich, a Manning. It's a big drop-off from Sekra. Sekra's passing is I mean, he, very he, good. And he's a smart hockey player. He knows where to be. He's in the right spot all the time. He creates things. And he's only going to get better, too. I mean, he's still trying to get up to speed here at the National Hockey League level. Yeah, it, it is a, a big... Like, those are two guys that have been number one defensemen for the Oilers in the last three years. And instead of them in the lineup, we had guys who have been waived who aren't in the National Hockey League anymore. So... The six defensemen the Oilers have right now is the six they were supposed to have all season long if they stayed healthy. And they are a much different hockey club with them in in, in the lineup. And uh, hopefully going forward, they, they, they find health for the remainder of the season because if they're going to have a push, this has to be a healthy team going forward. And right now, once Connor gets back from suspension, they'll be a fairly healthy team. Oilers over the Ducks, 2-1. The game-winning goal from Sam Gagne. His comments for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. That's a, that's a good sign for us, and uh, hopefully we can build off it. Sam, just maybe talk about uh, the confidence uh, building for you. You've got goals in two straight games now. What that does for you right now, especially with the new team? Yeah, um, I feel good. Uh, I feel confident. I, I think... Uh, you know, it's exciting for me to get a chance to be back here, and um, you know, I, I'm playing, you know, on adrenaline, and um, you know, it's a really good group here. So uh, I just want to continue to help out where I can, and um, you know, hopefully uh, keep building off what we're doing and get some get some more wins. What is it? Get him going here, guys. All right, that is Sam Gagne. Well, he had to get going because he was on after hours. That's right. He looked good on after hours. Good for him. I mean, I think he and Curry, the two goal scorers, were on tonight. That's, that's pretty, true. That's good because they booked them ahead of time. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's I mean, pretty cool. And maybe we should ask uh, whoever picks those guys what the numbers are for the lotto <laughs> coming up because they seem to know the right people to call. So no, uh, and I mean, either guy was an Oiler eight days ago, and both two weeks ago probably wondering. Well, Sam's probably wondering. Yeah, they're both if his lines. career, if he's ever going to have a career in the National Hockey League again, and Josh Curry's probably wondering if he's ever going to play. A single game in the National Hockey League. Here they are on After Hours on Hockey Night in Canada. Whole world watching. So good for them. Koskinen, 33 saves tonight. Oilers win 2-1 over the Ducks. We have Robert standing by. 
Robert, thank you for calling. Hey guys, how's it going? Quite well. Uh, I have uh, I have three thoughts tonight. My first one, so I think on this upcoming road trip, I think if they're going to keep their slim playoff hopes alive, I think they have to win three of five, and I would go then I and I wouldn't say. Maybe maybe even anything less than four wins, and they and they they might be out of it now. My second thought is uh, regarding uh, regarding the way they've uh, the way the way they've played the last nine or ten games, and they 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 haven't won very much. I think I I, I think if there is uh, if they if uh, if they if they had the uh, the odd bounce go their way here or there, I think that I think their record could be could be slightly better than it is. Yeah, they they played much better as of late. I mean, Hitch talked about it. Nine of ten or ten of eleven, whatever. Uh, they they're competing, and when you compete and you get good goaltending, you have a chance. And they've had a chance in every game as of late. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, I have uh, I have uh, I have uh, I have a question about about the goaltending. I think uh, I think Koskinen he's been good. Obviously, I mean he 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 just was he he just uh, he just wasn't getting the wins. Uh, but but my question is, do you guys, you guys think down the stretch? Do you think the new guy, with the name of uh, Stolars, do you think do you think he'll he'll get much playing time? No, not not, not if they stay within yeah. seven six five points of a playoff spot. He'll probably play against Ottawa because it's back to back. But that would be it, unless unless if they drop out, out of it, it, they'll play him to get his. Because then if they if he plays ten games, then they get to retain him as an RFA. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the good old site Sports Club stats, and these are just, I, I, it's probability, so I look at it just for fun. But the Oilers' playoff chances have shot up from 1.9% to 2.6%, with the most common record to get them into the playoffs 13, 6, and 2 the rest of the way. And that gives them what percent of chance if they go 13, 6, and 2? Well, they, that's 2.1 million out of 537 simulations. Million simulations. Yeah, I, I can't do that in the top of my head. But yeah, so this is these are all the records that get them into the playoffs. So the most common one is thirteen six and two. Oh, well, there you go. Twenty one and zero though they make it for sure. It says. Yes, it does. <laughs> there were a few simulations where the Oilers went twenty one and zero the rest of the day. If we live in that reality, that's <laughs> it's going to be a heck of a ride. They might get up to third if they went 21-0. It will be a tough climb for the Oilers, but they get the two points tonight, 2-1 over the Ducks. We have Dustin standing by. Hey, Dustin. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so basically all I wanted to talk about, first off, we'll start off with uh, Curry. Let's give him a big standing ovation and a hand clap, you know, for his goal. Absolutely. And then uh, beyond that, uh, I just want to hear what kind of your guys' thoughts are on the Oilers this year. Well, I think overall it's it's a disappointing year, and there are some definite shortcomings on the roster. They've been through some, I mean, firing your coach and firing your GM are two of the most drastic things a team can do. I think they're more organized lately, and they're forechecking better, and they're getting more pucks to the net despite being outshot tonight. Can they maintain that to really make a serious drive at the playoffs? That's still going to be extremely tough. We will go to Zach on the line as well. Oilers beat the Ducks 2-1. Hey, Zach. Hey. I just have three thoughts. Uh, first thought, uh, love Hitch. Hope he stays next year. Second thought is um, uh, that the team buying into Hitch's system and the uh, 
playing of Sekera and Clefbaum is going to make the Talbot decision look like the right one, where it might have been better to keep him. Um, and the third point is that um, uh, George Paris as head of player security is just, or whatever they're calling it, safety, is just completely ridiculous. He's only four years out of his NHL career. And if you look at the suspensions that he's handed out to um, Carlson and Dowdy and now McDavid, I can't help but think as an ex-Anaheim duck that he's licking his chops and loving it. Yeah, the only problem with that is he also hit Andrew Cogliano with a two-game suspension that broke up the a streak that was going to break records, which everyone in the National Hockey League was upset with that one. And that was his buddy he did it to. So uh, I... Yeah, Why I, I not don't. have Kerry Fraser? Why not have Kerry Fraser as head of player uh, safety? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, maybe maybe he's been offered. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. I don't, I, know, I, don't know. He, I don't know if he wants to do it. I think he's doing a lot of media stuff Plus, nowadays. I, I don't think George Peros is uh, corrupt or No, or anything, I, neither do I. He's a very intelligent man, too. All right, but thanks. We appreciate it, Zach. And, and another point about about Secker, and, and I, we should we'll talk more about him. I think going into the into the next game, the thing about Secker is Rob, and we learned this when he joined, I guess, four years ago. Once you start to see him for 10, 15, 20 games, because he is not does not have a big slap mm-hmm. shot. He is not going to crush guys, but. You watch your whole game, and then you're like, yeah, you know, he took the puck away from guys a few times. Well, you know, he made that good little 12-foot breakout pass that didn't wow anybody, but he made a little delay and got the puck out. He's a very smart hockey player, and the Oilers, uh, having him in your third pairing, that is a very good third pairing. So uh, a great addition for the Edmonton Oilers for their last gasp playoff run. All right, the Oilers pull it out tonight. Oh, speaking of suspensions for face-off trivia, Steve got it. Which Oiler was suspended five games for a headshot on Landeskog October of 2011? Andy Sutton. So Steve goes into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card. Courtesy Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. AlpineCredits.ca. You can get more on 630Ched.com. Oilers get by the Ducks 2-1. We will join you at 11 a.m. Monday morning or earlier for trade deadline coverage. And then 4.30 face-off show on Monday. 6 o'clock start of the game. Oilers at Nashville. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer, and Troy Bowler, our engineer. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Have a great night. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.